Welcome to the Ozark United Methodist Church podcast for Tuesday, March the 16th. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, and we didn't practice what order we are going to uh, to introduce ourselves in, so we'll go alphabetically by first name. So get everybody at home, give us a second. I think it starts with Brad. <laughs> we'll go from there. Hey, everybody, Brad Vino. <laughs> David Bell. Jacob Schneider. John Walker. Melissa That was not bad at all for having no time to figure that out or prepare it in any way, shape, or form. Not bad. We all, we all know the alphabet. What we do. <laughs> You'd be surprised how often that just leads to dead silence. So that's good. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us either on the live stream tonight, on Tuesday night, or listening to the podcast Wednesday or whenever you catch it. This week, we are discussing the instructions that we got from Paul in the book of Ephesians regarding how we are to walk the walk of this Christian life uh, from our sermon last Sunday and a little bit more. But before we get to all of that, uh, let's open up with a moment of prayer. Would anybody like to pray us in this evening? Sure, I'll pray. Let's pray. Uh, Great. Thank you. Gracious God, thank you. Uh, Thank you for being with us because you're always with us. Uh, thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. Thank you for the gift of your spirit that guides us day by day. Thank you for this opportunity for us to gather and reflect on your word and uh, and what you might be saying to us uh, from the worship on Sunday to the conversation this evening. Uh, may all that we do uh, bring praise and glory to your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Before we jump into the sermon from last week, how's everybody been? What's everybody been up to? How's everybody's week started off? Um, how's how's things been going? And we'll just open it up to discussion. Just throw it out there. How you doing? All right. Well, I'll go first then. Yeah, no, no, Joey, go. <laughs> no, I, just to get us started. Uh, so I got the first shot. I got one. I'm halfway protected. I was laughing with a buddy of mine who got his first shot. We we're like, so if you had to, which half? Like, we had to start naming bones and organs. Which half would you give up if you were to get? You know, just being goofy because that's not obviously not the way that COVID works. But uh, it was fun. It was a fun little discussion. Um, so yeah, so halfway protected. That's fun. That's that's something. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait till it's, we're fully protected. More than nothing. It is. It is approximately fifty percent more than nothing. Absolutely. Yep. How about everybody else? What have you been up to? Go ahead, Melissa. I know you're ready to jump in. Uh, I I got my vaccine Saturday, um, and I got the Johnson and Johnson, so it's one and done, and I don't have to go back for a second shot. And I'll be honest, I was expecting the worst because I've had a lot of friends who've gotten it and it took them out of work the next day and they felt felt horrible but I literally said to Brad at one point I said I I did get the vaccine right they did give it to me because (laughs) I don't feel bad at all so which was awesome um but yeah so I I was very excited to get that and uh I'm ready, looking forward to what that means in the future. You must have uh, gotten the batch without the microchip then. Yeah. <laughs> would be my guess. Right. <laughs> so now nobody can find you on digitally or using technology. Right. No. No footprint no. whatsoever. None. Who else? 
I'm loving the weather. I, I, yeah, just loving the weather. And I, I am extremely grateful for David and everyone else who filled in this past Sunday. It was awesome. Great service, great sermon. So look forward to talking about it. Absolutely. Things are good at our house. We continue to uh, uh, try to raise a puppy, and uh, I'm finding it harder work than raising any of our kids. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, I'm not sure if we're raising her or she's raising us, but uh, we're having fun. And the last two days have been great to be out in the yard and playing with her out there. And, Well, I've grass? noticed my grass growing, so I got my lawnmower back today. Yeah. From being raised and uh, uh, where I can start mowing my 11 acres again, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm lying here. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I'd say one week and maybe two before I'll be mowing again. I was They're doing that. Long doing that figuring in my head earlier today as well <laughs> going out to the mailbox like how many how much longer can i get away with this before i'm gonna have to make that first cut mm-hmm. how about you brad yeah i took advantage of the beautiful weather to go out and do some spring cleaning in the yard so uh run cut down we have four pampas grass plants here at the house and cut all those down for me and then uh, I uh, bagged some of it up and then got tired of bagging some of it up and burnt the rest because that's why you have a fire pit at your house, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, if, if you smell something in the air, that was Brad. Ozark is not on fire. It's just, <laughs> just, just our dead grass. <laughs> uh, so, yes, my arms are all chopped up and scratched up. And, but part of it is done and do some more uh, this weekend. Yeah, spring is here. All the spring good and here. all the good and all the work that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's jump into the sermon from this past Sunday. Uh, David led this for us uh, about um, how to walk the walk. It was Paul's letter to the Ephesians, um, talking about what we are to be about as Christians, as Christ followers uh, throughout our lives. So as we were listening to the sermon, as we, as you were putting together the sermon, um, what are some of the things that stood out? What are some of the takeaways? What are some of the things that you wanted to drive home this week uh, as we talk about the sermon from this past Sunday? Well, you're, I guess you're, that was a question to me. It's, it's for everybody. It's wide open. Yeah, so, go ahead. And, and uh, you know, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, Paul gives us a pretty good picture of what it looks like if we're walking the walk. Uh, we're going to be humble. We're going to uh, be gentle with people in our relationships. We're going to be patient. We're going to be loving in all that we do. Uh, we're going to promote unity. We're going to build up peace. Um, and I couldn't help think as I worked on the sermon, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, you know, kind of Paul's outline of what a Christian life ought to look like, what we as Christians ought to look like. And I couldn't help but think if, uh, if in our communities we could embrace that as a goal for all people, how different life would be. Uh, and, uh, 
among our legislative process, if we could uh, approach uh, discussions with that same kind of an attitude, how different uh, everything would be. Uh, and I can't help but think that that's what the founders had in mind uh, 200 plus years ago, but uh, even they weren't able to achieve it without uh, a considerable amount of rancor. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's kind of what I wanted people to take away. Uh, it's a, you know, a benchmark. How am I doing? Well, uh, in the humility and in the gentleness and the patience and the loving, I could still use some work and I've been working at it a while. But, uh, and, and we can't do it without, without the spirit to help us. I mean, uh, without the spirit and the support of loving Christian friends, um, we can never get there. I think at well, listening- that's the takeaway I got uh, from you on Sunday was that was my takeaway. And, and uh, I've uh, used that in a couple of Zoom broadcasts that I've been on, uh, not giving you credit, however, but uh, uh, I did use it. And, and uh, I think it's just right for the times. Um, and just like you say, you know, I, I deal with our, our uh, statewide uh, legislators and uh you know, some of them think that way and some of them apparently don't. And uh, uh, we just, uh, you know, we need to do it, I think, by listening to that and walking the walk by setting the example uh, to do the things we're talking about. Yeah, listening to the sermon, I think, you know, individually, we all are certainly, I think, convicted by this, by these things. Um, but I, what struck me was that Paul was writing to a specific church and reminding a body, this is what this body is to be about. And I think about that in the context of the church today in Ozark, in Christian County, in the state of Missouri, in America, the global church. How many of these things does the church need to hear as well and hold itself accountable and hold each other within the church accountable to Um it, it, you know, think talking about humility. How often do we deceive the church and ourselves acting with humility, with gentleness, with patience, with love? And I think that if we want to see those changes outside of the church, then yes, the church needs to walk the walk and lead by example. And the church needs to hold itself by holding the individuals within the church congregations accountable for these things as well. Yeah, I, I latched on to the, the idea of walking. I, I, my mind just took off in that direction, you know, the nature of that, that walk. And, and you, you highlighted also, you know, the fact that, you know, when it comes to walking, a lot of people can't really walk or have a hard time walking. And, um, and that highlights the importance of the community um, drawing together, uh, helping one another out relying on the Holy Spirit, as you said. Uh, but you also threw in some St. John Chrysostom there, which took me off on another uh, path. And I, I love Chrysostom, one of my one of my absolute favorite of the, the church fathers. Um, and so it got me thinking about a lot of what Chrysostom has written about fasting and, and about uh, the Lenten season. And, and I, I just thought it was so perfect. Um, you know, how, how you outlined it, how you walked us through uh, that passage. 
And I, I just kept thinking, you know, yes, like, what what if the church started living in this way? And what if now, right now in this Lenten season, is an opportunity for us to, to start afresh, to start practicing that in real tangible ways, to really examine ourselves in that way? So I, I saw it as a great, great challenge in that way, uh, both personally and communally. So I'm grateful for that. I like how you pointed out that, um, you know, even though like when we learned to walk, we learned to walk and that was that, that we just know how to do it unless something happens to us, an injury or something later um, in life that you have to relearn it. But for most of us, we learn how to walk and, and we just do it without even thinking about it. And I like how you pointed out that this walk is not that way, that it's not once you decide to, to, to take this journey and be on this walk, that it's a daily thing that you have to consciously think about. And when you said that, you know, love demands a conscious decision, that it's not necessarily natural for us. And it just tied so well together with how Jacob has talked about all these things, that these are just not natural reactions for us, that they are conscious choices that we have to make. And that, they require that daily practice of um, thinking about all of those things that Paul said, the humility and love and, and uh, encouraging peace and, and all of that, that um, they're not things that just come to us naturally. But I keep thinking that as Christians, then our goal is, yeah, you just keep practicing, practicing, practicing until they do become natural. That is just your natural reaction to situations. It's a lot of practice. <laughs> right. I mean, just like sports, um, you practice, practice, practice it, and at some point it becomes natural. Uh, but but even then, you don't stop practicing. Uh, you have to continue to practice to keep those skills up. And and I think that's true in the Christian walk as well. That uh, uh, yeah, uh, the more I study Scripture, uh, the more I feel like something's wrong if I'm not studying scripture. Uh, so yeah, that, that does become natural. The, the more I pray, the more it just seems important that I, that I do that. Uh, but it's still something we continue to work at. Yeah. But in a sense, it becomes easier, uh, but not totally. And I think too, that, um, just like you know with that sports analogy that when you stop practicing you begin to lose it yeah <laughs> i think the same thing happens with with your uh your faith and your and your walk if you stop practicing then you begin to lose that as well well, unlike several of you, I am not a natural athlete, so I always had to practice. And uh, I would tell you that that's the same way with the walk. Uh, in practice, many times in the athletic things I did, I stumbled. And you can stumble in the walk just as well, And uh, that, which is why we've got to make that and continue to make it a priority in our lives, you know, to, you know, to really walk it and, and not yourself uh, stumble off the path. So you're saying I'm going to have to practice humility and patience 
every day <laughs> like there's not a point where it becomes natural like <laughs> there's not some point where it just takes over and i don't have to make a conscious effort that's nobody warned me about this joy you, you only need to do it when you're conscious no okay well that's i can work on that then i, I can focus on those times really good at it while i'm sleeping yeah <laughs> just continue to practice joy i'm gonna need to i'm gonna have to step up my practice a little bit be going into two a days <laughs> what else anything else from this week's sermon that stuck out or jumped out at you well to me we've kind of hinted at it and and talked with it but the walking analogy is just so amazingly perfect for this christian walk and not only to use jacob's originality analogy am i am i walking toward jesus but i'm i'm walking with jesus as david mentioned this you know he is helping me, you know, partnering with God, partnering with the Holy Spirit to give me a little guidance, a little strength, a little comfort uh, as I'm trying to learn patience, humility and all those things that we've been talking about. So it's not a it's not a solo walk. And then we, of course, have each other to help help lift us up as well. So that uh, that that makes it a little bit easier to think about. It's not an impossible task, just very difficult. This walk. I I had a question that kind of cropped up because I I love kind of recovering the language of virtue, um, talking about the virtues that we find in scripture, um, modeled in in so many of the the early Christians. Um, and I, I, I'm curious it, as to whether or not you think it it's helpful. Does it change the way you look at the world and your life and your interactions with other people to start thinking in terms of some of these virtues? Because uh, I, I mean, David just laid it out. <laughs> it was so crystal clear, um, and. I, I was just struck by that. Like, you know, you, you, you start hearing these words, um, you start thinking in that direction and then you start noticing opportunities to do and be and act in this way, um, to, to clothe yourself within those things. So I'm just curious as to your thoughts on that, you know, is, does it change the way you view the world or other people or those types of things? I, I would say, I mean, for me personally, absolutely, it does. Um, I can give you an example from, this was before uh, David's message, but I really do try, try very hard to think of other people um, and how things affect them besides myself. And... It happened Saturday when I got my vaccine. Um, the gal that gave me my vaccination stuck herself with the needle after it was in my arm. And so we sat at Walmart for probably an hour after that, having to go through all the protocol of what we had to do. We had to go over for me to get um, over to urgent care for me to get some blood drawn so that they could test it. and. And they were saying that they just kept saying, thank you for me being willing to go and do that. And I kept telling Brad, I was like, why wouldn't I like 
her peace of mind is more important than anything we have going on right now because we really didn't have anything going on. But it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, because I immediately thought when he told me that that happened, I thought that's got to be their worst nightmare. That's the worst thing that could happen to them when it comes to giving a vaccination. Um, so I just kept thinking of that girl and how she had to be just panicking out of her out of her mind. So me going to get that blood work done was a simple way to show her the love of Christ that, you know, her, she was more important than any inconvenience for, for me or for us that day. Uh, Joy, Debbie's not been able to get on the podcast and she says that it shows that there are some others waiting. Do we have a yeah, the uh, the server that connects to our live stream is uh, acting funky. <laughs> if you didn't know, Microsoft has had some issues in the last 48 hours. And apparently, yeah, uh, getting us live is one of those issues. Um, back to the question. Um, I, I know as uh, before I went into the pastor, when I still worked in, in the world of business, uh, and uh, was in a supervisor, supervisory role uh, in an engineering firm, uh, and I had people coming to me for direction. And uh, oftentimes, I was more focused on what I needed to get done right then than on what they needed from me. And so I would get them in and out of my office as fast as I could, you know, listen quickly and say, on with it, on with it, let's get on with it. Um, and uh, after I took disciple Bible study and, and uh, began to really get serious about my faith, uh, and, and I remember teaching a class in which I said, Jesus didn't have time for everybody, but he took time for each person that he encountered. Um, and then I thought, I don't take time for each person I encounter. And I started doing that. When somebody came in my office to ask a question or whatever, I would stop what I was doing, try to give them 100% of my attention. It made an incredible difference uh, in, in the way our whole business ran. Uh, it, it's unbelievable the, the change uh, that, that took place. Uh, and, and, and it was because of that change in me. Anyway, yeah. Years ago, I was yeah. uh, chairman of the customer service committee for a corporation, which is a Fortune 500 company. And uh, unbeknownst to some of the leaders, uh, the things that we started doing on our committee and asking the entire chain to do was to smile, to give people respect, to tolerate people who are different. And what they didn't realize was that I was getting this out of sermons from church and uh, including that in corporate policy. And I'm not sure some of them ever did figure that out, even though uh, they adopted it, we ended up trying to do it, uh, that and other things. So it just, uh, you know, they say that, uh, I've always go back to the song that says, you can tell a Christian by their love. And I think you can tell a Christian by the way they love and the way they act. And uh, uh, 
it's I'm so looking so much forward to going to church next week for the first time in a year so I can actually see some people. <laughs> and uh, I'll bet you I see mostly people who look like they're loving and Christian. That's good. Good discussion. Good question. Good discussion. Is there anything else from the sermon last week that that jumps out at you or that you want to kind of to use to maybe wrap up this part of this discussion? I will take by your silence that the answer is no, <laughs> and we will move on. Uh, we'll kind of take so that was the look back. Let's take a look ahead. Uh, first of all, Wednesday night uh, we have our Discover Discipleship class at seven p.m. on Zoom. There's not many of these left. I think there's only three left. So if you have not participated yet, and you're thinking, well, there's only three left. I miss it. There's only three left. You can commit to those last three, hopefully. Uh, take the time to join us, whether it's live in person um, at 7 o'clock on Zoom, or if you catch it later on. We post these uh, later. We, we post them on YouTube channel. We post them on the website, ozarkumc.org. Um, take just, you know, they usually go between an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. I think the longest we've gone is about an hour and a half when the discussion has been really good. Um, and that's what we're there for is the discussion. There's nothing groundbreaking in the text. There's nothing like, you know, flipping the world upside down for anybody. I don't think maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but it's mostly, it's the stuff you've heard before because it is getting back to the basics, getting back to the foundations of our faith. What is it that we believe? What does it mean when we say we believe these things? Um, but the discussion is where that's, that's where, that's where the good stuff is for me. It's, it's in the discussions that we have. Um, and so we have these available. There's like I said, there's only three of these left. They, they wrap up at you know, Easter essentially. So if you've not had an opportunity to join one of those and you can possibly make one the next three weeks, uh, I would encourage you to do so. They are, uh, they are very good. I think for the discussion piece, uh, we've had people here who have joined them live. We have folks that have not been able to join them live and have caught them later on. Do you have any thoughts about the discover classes, how they've gone so far? Like I said, we've only got a few left, so it feels like we can kind of start judging them as a whole about how these classes have gone. What, what's been your takeaway from these? And I'll, again, just throw that out to the group. I, I would say with you, Joey, the discussion has just been great. The discussion and connection, I mean, especially for folks, the majority of folks are folks who aren't able or just haven't been able to, um, be in person and worship. So that that's been huge. Um, so yeah, I would just echo all that. I would agree. It's, uh, the discussion has been great. Uh, lots of different people contribute. Uh, not always the same people. And, uh, I think everybody, uh, has the sense that, that their contribution is important and they're willing to do to share that. That's good. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to join in the discussion. Uh, I like it because I, I really miss the discussions we had in our Sunday school class. Uh, and it, it's a little bit like me to uh, going to one of our uh, other classes that we've had in the past for Disciple, where you could actually talk about things that are basic. And so to me, it's, it's been worthwhile on those times I've been able to attend. 
All right. So that is Wednesday night. On Sunday, we have in-person worship at 8.30 and 11 a.m. If you are unable or choose not to attend one of those, we do have the live stream happening at 8.30 a.m. It's a live stream, so you can join it at 8.30 or you can catch it at any point. It's always on Facebook, YouTube, uh, and we will post it to our website a little bit later on in the day. This week, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up as well. Uh, We've had our Lenten Sermon Series this week. The topic is the royal priesthood with scripture reference uh, being Philippians chapter 2 verses 14 through 16. Give us a tease. Don't spoil us, but give us a tease. What can we look forward to this week in the sermon? Yeah, so we're going to be revisiting the idea of us as a royal priesthood uh, living into that reality in the present here and now and from a communal aspect. So the Building off of uh, what David preached this past week. Um, okay, so what does it all mean for us as a people and moving forward? So, yeah, we'll continue that conversation. That's great because I've been saving that questions, those questions for next week. What do you mean when you say a priesthood? What is a priesthood like in the new creation? So that'll be an interesting conversation. So join us back here for that as well. So catch the sermon uh, as part of our worship service this Sunday, or we'll have the sermon podcast available as well. Um, and then join us back here next week for our uh, our podcast discussion. Send us your responses to anything we've discussed, anything that you um, have felt or taken away from the sermon series so far. You can find us on social media at Ozark UMC on Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us directly if you don't want to post things for the entire world to see. You can email us at podcast at ozarkumc.org. Again, let us know your thoughts, your questions, the way that you experience the Holy Spirit moving in and around you throughout the week. Does anybody have anything else that we should discuss for the good of, for this group, for the good of the church, for those listening? Is there anything else we need to cover this week? Again, I will take by your silence, so that is a no. (laughs) So we are going to wrap it up uh, in whatever form it takes. Of course, we look forward to worshiping with you this Sunday. whether it's in person, whether it's online, um, we just, we look forward to it. It's, and we look forward to the day with all these vaccinations we've been getting. We look forward to the day where we can meet together, uh, safely in person. Um, so, so stay tuned. I'm sure we'll have more information about that as we, as we kind of ratchet things up as more and more vaccinations roll out. Uh, but for John, for Jacob, for David, for Melissa and Brad, again, my name is Joey Mills. May the peace of Christ be with you this week.